Hello and welcome to another episode of the All Anal Podcast. I'm your host, Sebastian Starr, and joining me today are uh, underground artist producers uh, G12 and Sneed. Hey! hey. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about independent artistry. Now, I know that um, before you guys pulled up, um, we were having just sub-conversations about what it takes to be an independent artist. So I first want to start off by asking what would you consider an independent artist? What makes you independent? Mm. You want to go first or you want to let me go? I'll let you go. Uh, independent you artist, for me, means that everything about what you're doing is self-sufficient. Or basically it's coming out of your own pocket. Either you find a way to be able to do it uh-huh. or you hire out for the person that knows how to do it. Right. It's almost, you don't look at being an in, uh, independent artist is no different than your regular mom and pop store yeah. or regular stock, um, your, your regular startup business. Yeah. It's a, you got to have a plan. You got to be able to manufacture this stuff. You got to be able to know what you're doing and you got to know how much it's going to cost in the long run. So you make investments basically into yourself. Yeah. There's no management team. There's no promo team. There's nobody, you know, making your t-shirts or designing your album cover. You either hire somebody to do that yourself or you're doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds exhausting financially, but if you are (laughs) passionate enough about your craft and you believe in yourself enough, then it will eventually pay off because there's at least, you know, 10,000 people out there that will pay great money to see you do what you do best. And that's why, that's why I say the financial part, being uh, self-sufficient in it, yeah. is the important part of, like, calling yourself independent in it. It's just like uh, somebody going to school to go get uh, a license or a certification for right. something. Uh, they're investing in that stuff. They got to put time and money into it. You got to do the same thing with being an artist right you have any words to say about that um i i'm in unison with 12. um personally i look at it as maybe the hardest form of private contracting Mm. there is because you have to financially back yourself in order for you to get back right Mm -hmm. what you put in so it's it's a it's a work haul it's it, it could be strenuous, but in 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 basics, like like he said, you know, you're paying for all of your all of your product to be pushed out, promoted, etc. I think that people got the. I don't think people now that make music or, or people who are starting to make music have a bit of a misunderstanding, thinking it's just about making a good song, right? And that's only probably 10% or 20%. And of, I feel like the, the internet the is uh, partially re- uh, responsible for that ignorance because, you know, you see young people who think, all I got to do is make a great song and post it on YouTube. And yeah, everybody want to go viral. Right. Like, it really doesn't happen as easily as that. Unless what you're doing is truly, like, greatness or, like, trash and shit. Yeah, like, everybody those are the only viral. two people that go viral is if you're amazing and if you're just dumb. And more often than not, it's the dumb ones that are getting all of the attention. And all of the really talented ones are just left being swept under the rug. So, the internet's partially to blame. That's another thing, too. Being independent is emotional. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It's, a, it's emotional. Because you do sit back as a person who's worked on it for five or ten years, studying this stuff. You might you might have picked up an instrument along the way. Mm-hmm. And you didn't expect to be playing no instruments in your stuff, but you do now. You learned all of this information along the way. You've gotten so much better at your stuff along the way, all to see somebody playing with it on mm-hmm. Instagram and getting a, a million views. And I feel like that's like a slap to the face to independent artists who really do take the time and energy and money and invest it all in their craft just to yeah. see somebody else do it yeah. better, yeah. according to the internet standards, and, better. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be hard on yourself about that though. You yep. gotta keep yourself in check about yep. that because there's gonna be some people that's gonna pass you up. You gotta figure out if they're gonna be here. Will they still be there by the time you get there, though? Right. And then the way that I've started to see it is, um, you know, everybody has their favorites. Everybody has their preferences. So, yeah, you got a whole bunch of people who favor this one person that's doing something similar to what you're doing. But you also have a couple thousand who really don't like what they got going on and really don't like how they do. But then they see what you do. And they like that better, and now you have your own separate mm-hmm. fandom, people supporting you for what you do. So it's really about being patient and waiting for that crowd to roll in because they'll roll in all at once, and now you're overwhelmed with love and support from total strangers all around the world, and you're you take a minute to be proud of yourself for that. The best way, and that's where I think the third head comes into this is a, you are a service. Yeah, you are. A, you are a service to the people. Whether you are independent or you're not, whether you have somebody that can fund all of this stuff that you're trying to do with your music, you're still a service to the people. Yeah, I mean, and eventually you'll you'll get someone who does have a lot of money who will be willing to sponsor you and sponsor your craft and sponsor your art because they believe in you that much or they've just never seen anybody with the same type of niche that you may have and they want to see that excel and, and thrive and prosper um so it's really just about i mean it, i know it sounds kind of bittersweet but you really do have to invest a lot of patience into yourself and trust that your craft and your art will circulate yeah. in the time that, and this stuff i'm telling myself yeah. about what i'm doing yeah. i'm not even like an artist artist like you guys are um stop. but i'm telling myself this stop. don't don't do that stop. We're not here to talk about Stop. me. Um, you're going to kidnap you one day and just bring you over No, the, the hell you're not. And we're just going to make it like a bunch of music and it's going to be great. And we're going to split up the percentages on publishing and everybody's going to eat. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And as long as you got me and the homie, my A1 since day one, we're going to be good to go. But I don't do solo acts, so. Snoop said something dope one day <laughs> on an interview. And it goes into this little conversation that uh-huh. we're having. It's not about having the heart for this shit. It's about having the stomach for this shit. Mm-hmm. You got to have a stomach for it because your heart going to... If you really want to do this, your heart going to always be in it. But can you, can you stomach that? Can you stomach, you know, sleeping for maybe a few hours a day? And Getting using the rest of the day honing your craft? Are you cool with, uh, with uh, traveling all the time? And being away from home all the time because you're trying to make this thing work. Are you cool with sitting in the studio all day and making sure the song is right? That this, sounds like a life. 
Yeah, it sounds like great. the life. It sounds like the life to some people that really want to do it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who might look at this and be like, "No, nah. nah, I'm just trying to do this to, to you know, make a little change." Like, think about it. How many rappers do you know that's finna sit there while the studio, while the engineer mix their song, and really make well, sure you don't see too many do that shit. They just record next song. Yeah, pretty much. I, as many people we done seen come through the house, how many of them just they just get up, walk around? They won't most even. Most of them, most of them, you probably like ninety percent, nine out of ten, nine out of ten times, they're gonna leave once they done recording. Pretty much. Be a couple. Be so a they couple. don't stick around to like listen to the final product or watch it get mixed down or I mean, assist with how they want it to sound. They don't chime in and give their two cents on what they think it should sound like because they are the artist at the end of the day and they should be involved in the quality of the work that they're producing. There are some with the people who are creating it for them. There are, some, there are some people that are just making music to have it played with their friends. Yeah, at the, at the party. That sounds like a lot of people who exist. <laughs> like, not too many people, I feel like, take being an artist seriously. It's only very few people who really take it seriously. You sit. You sit. <laughs> Get it out your system real yeah. quick. Well, you're sitting in the studio, sitting up thinking about one song. Now, I I, I would say this from from even my own process. I've I've had days where recording house rules, where I've recorded maybe three of the songs mm-hmm. that I use for this project. But the whole week, I'm so fixated on this one on this one song because it doesn't sound right. Yeah, and yeah. it'd be my fault because I didn't sit in there long enough. I mean, and that's fair. Because as an artist, you you're constantly questioning yourself. You're constantly asking yourself, "Hey, man, I don't know if this is good enough. Like, I don't know if this is worth the effort and energy that I'm putting into it. Is this really going to get people's attention? Is this really going to bring people in? Are people really going to listen?" There's a lot to of me? there's a lot of second guessing in that, like all the time. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure, cause you, I'm, I know you yourself. You you probably. Second guess writing something like, yep. I don't, I don't know what this really catch or, yep. but sometimes you have to go with your gut feeling and just project it. You have to, you have to feel it because it's your music. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta take pride in it. Yeah. If anybody's going to be a fan of your shit, you at least have to be a fan of your shit. If nobody else is going to listen, you at least are going to have to listen to it. Like, and feel good about what you do. But as an artist, you, you are naturally going to critique yourself. Because you know the level of potential that you have, and if you don't feel like you're reaching it, then you feel like you're wasting your time, and you have to just scratch it and start over. Like I feel like that's any artist are constantly doubting and critiquing themselves because they know how great they can be, and they feel like what they're doing now is not great. That's the best checks and balance system ever. I got a question for you. Okay. Or both of y'all. Okay. okay. Do y'all feel like an artist hiring? A writer for their music. That still make them. Does that still make them like an independent actor? Like, mm, that's a good question. When you when you say writing for them, like that's, exclusively, like that's a good question. They though. they they the only ones who write. The artists themselves don't write their own content. It's just somebody. I'm saying else. like they go like they just outsource different people to like get. <sighs> yeah, I get. I, I guess so. I guess I, I would say so. Some, in a sense. 
I feel like because you kinda, still have because there's no. <clears throat> okay, you outsourcing to go find a writer. You still there's still a lot more work to do, other than having a great song still. Because you can have that, you can have, you can go hire this writer, and this writer is going to write you this really great song, mm -hmm. and you know, you might, you might already have a distributor mm -hmm. or something like that. You can go ahead and put your stuff on iTunes and everything like that. Yeah, it doesn't mean, it still doesn't mean nothing. Like the the real the real work in being an independent artist is getting yeah, it's getting eyes on it. Yeah, still, like. You can still have to find some way to market this song and show people that it's still the dopest song in the world. I feel like having somebody else write for you kind of takes away the illusion that you're capable of doing it all on your own. So if you are truly an independent artist, that means you did everything that you could physically do by yourself. You did that. Nobody else can do it. Now, what if, it's, now what if it's a situation where they, where they credit the, I the mean, writer? If you the writer, then yes, absolutely, that's totally fine. But if you're taking credit, I think he's talking about Drake. No, because <laughs> Drake, 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 Drake is an independent artist anyway, bro. So I'm not talking not. about that. That's true. That's true. I'm not that's true. But he's had conversations about writing. I thought about. I'm not talking about thought. I'm not talking about Drake because I know he. I know he writes from time to time, and I know he has writers. And so, which takes away from his candidacy, but. That's another conversation. Yeah. I was just asking because, you know, to an extent, wouldn't the independent artist be the, like, the be-all of everything they're doing? That's what I would think. I would think that you have to. I mean, you don't have to, but it gives it, you more credibility. And then at the end of the day, you know, you're writing your own music, you're producing your own music, you're performing your own music. That's three different checks that you're going to get for being a writer, producer, and an artist. Like... That's all going back to you. You don't have to worry about paying someone else back for them doing you something that got you this level of success. You did it yourself. So bringing somebody else into the equation only complicate things because you know how niggas be when they ain't getting their money. Somebody else is making every single other beat. They check. It's a check going to them. You know what I'm saying? What publishing does the artist get? The, uh, the fact that they recorded it? Okay. That's a very, very small number. That's a very, very tiny number of like you get I royalties. Mean, they can make sure. they can make they can make back they can I mean, make what, back the show money. Yeah. But then you gotta pay the people who operate the show. The, but the, that's the thing. That's the other thing too, because who's booking the show? The writer not booking the shows. That's what the manager is supposed to do. But yeah, if you manage yourself, like, which it sounds like the, independent artists manage themselves. If you manage yourself, that's another check. So you have all of these different revenues of making money for doing one thing that you really, really like to do versus having a whole bunch of other people do this it for good. you. And then you I like this out 100000 whatever. I like this question. This is a good question. Uh, independent, uh, 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 I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that the producing thing is too much of a conflict. Nah. That's not. But an uh, uh, unsigned artist having a writer... Seems like a bit of a contradiction to me. Like it just seems like. Do they got like a pub deal somewhere? Unless, More unless you yeah. have, unless you have a tag then team I would agreement. Then, then most, most, most uh, contracted writers have their own publishing deal set up. So when they present the song, you know, a, what uh, they get back is what they're gonna get back. 
okay. Okay, it was still, I guess it would be independence on the writers in then. Cause you know, I know, I know that I know the writers independent. I'm talking about the artists. The artists. I was saying like unless how it's does like that, a tag team, unless it's like a tag team duo where the two of you come to an agreement, I'll write the songs. You just sing. Them. Just, well, that's com- a partnership. Just a, so just a that's performer. a little different. Well, the public, well the company aspect of it does does shape it into another. It does shape it into something else now. Now I can see where the where the conflict comes mm-hmm. in because most writers do probably have some court some type of pub publishing company right that they own on their own and they signed up and they working with so that artist. would that would mainly you know support like indie artists i guess like it wouldn't artists I, perform like music festivals and stuff like that like people who are like not headlining <laughs> but like the opening act for a really major person but they're all still independent technically speaking like i don't i don't know it just raises a lot of questions no no Okay, now, now with that being said, no, he wouldn't be independent because he's only an artist. Like you're a bot. Yeah, you're really just a person. Like a puppet. Yeah, you're really just filling the space okay. real quick. You're not handling you. the other aspects of what it takes to get this song to really work. And that's and what I'm saying. Off. Like, if you're really an independent so you're kind of, artist, yeah, you could do Like, that. anybody could have been in your, it could have filled your space up. Like any voice could have okay. did this. I just you just happen to like it. Like nothing makes I, you special. I happen to like the way you did it. Right. But anybody could have done it. You so damn. So <laughs> ooh, damn. That's nice. That's a nice question. Then, okay. That's a great question. Okay. Look at it. Look at it from another. Look at it from another space. The fact that what if the artist is you know like they buy all of this themselves. If you pay somebody money to to write you a song, you're you're coming up with that money. Nobody else is coming up with that money for you. It's no different from you saying you gotta find somebody to help is you it, promote your craft. You're paying them to do it. I know a guy that has hired out for writing. Mm-hmm. Who? He assigned to a, a like a, a record label or a publishing company. What's the moral of the story, man? <laughs> Where are you going with this? I'm sorry. I wonder what I wonder what he thinks. Can I ask who this guy is? No. I probably okay. I probably know who it is. No one. No, but that's a good question. I think it, at the end of the day, it all just depends. It depends on if the person that you're hiring to write for you, if they stick around to continue or if they're just like kind of all over the place. Because it's also no different from producers who jump from artist to artist and produce their music for them. As long as you're getting paid to do it, it's a job. This goes into a deeper conversation because there is a lot of people who do it for, who do music now mm-hmm. for like, The glitter part mm-hmm. of it, yeah. the, the, the glamorous part of it. I think it would be more beneficial for the artist to have. If you're not doing every everything yourself, then have a team and you keep that team. You don't jump around from producer to producer. You got one producer, you got one songwriter, and then you have yourself, who is the artist, and then the three of y'all or however many y'all just stick together and put out like one bomb ass project, one like ten to twelve track 
project that showcases everybody's talent. That's that's still independent because it's just y'all three putting in the same amount of energy, work, time, and money to make something come together and happen. So that, that that's more so that's more so the thing of it. it's like how much are you putting into what it is that you're because. I preach independence so much because I say this is an independent ordeal because this all came from an in-house thing. Like mm-hmm. my guys made the music, I, you know. I and then after the music was made and recorded, you know, now it's time to go call somebody for, to go shoot a video. It's time to mm-hmm. go send an email here to go get on this playlist or send an email here to get on this blog or get this person to talk about it or get this person to talk about it. Like, right. there's a lot of different... And it is time... And, and like we said earlier, it is time-consuming, yeah. in a sense. But it all came from... it All all of it, the, the whole thing behind it was some self-made stuff. Like, this was... I watched these guys make the beats right. for these songs. And they've watched me, in return pull out notebooks to to come to back and record them. it so that's the clearest way to display that everybody in the room is on the exact same yeah and it didn't and, and and the responsibility of the and the responsibility of the success of it hasn't left that group of people right everybody's you know? still on the exact same yeah well, like we don't have no funding There's, we don't have a manager we don't have a we don't have an a and r uh, an NWA type of situation, yeah. like a setup. Like you got one person who's in charge of this thing; they're great at that thing, and that's what they're going to keep doing. You got another person who's in charge of this thing, yeah, and they're great at that. And now all you need is just one person to to do this very, very well, and we just keep doing that over and over again. And somebody eventually is going to pick up on it and be like, "This is great. I want to endorse it." And you push it out, and they invest hundreds of thousands of dollars, however much money to help you progress even further. Mm-hmm. Now you got a wide, a worldwide fan base that's crazy about what you do, and you can continue to do it and make all of the money that you pushed in back plus more. Like, it all just comes right back to itself. Like, but the other thing is, I think that we like doing it all, too. What do you mean? Like, we like the process of, like, how music, how it's interesting to us how music works. Yeah, it's interesting. We sit up and talk about the latest releases, like who's gonna make it and who's not. Who, what, what, I, we, we got our own projections. We have our own projections for artists. Because that's a curious. It's a a because like we kind because we kind of sat here and kind of figured out the little bits and pieces of it. Like somebody got to call radio. Right. Somebody got to call this place to put the video here. Somebody got to call over here to get the song played over here. You Somebody, see all of the hoops and obstacles you got to jump through yeah. just to get from point A to point B. Man, the hours that it takes to push a song and the hours that it takes to make a song, they line up almost equally. That sounds amazing, actually. That sounds like such a, a great thing to do like all the time, but it is, it's also not for everybody. People will get tired of... No. The waiting, the the re-recording, the getting it perfect, the getting it just right, and then all of the itty bitty things but that's that a dangerous, make it sound so great. But that's a dangerous. I mean, it's okay. I guess it's okay, you know, if you if you only if you want to just reap the benefits of it and not and not do the groundwork, and you just want to solely reap the benefits of it. It's okay, but it's a very dangerous line to walk because there's no telling how long you'll be. 
around. I feel like that's also unfair for the people who put in that extra time and energy. I don't think so because in the long run, they're going to be the one, they're going to be the ones that that'll be around. Yeah, that's true. We, I think we would be the ones to be around for a long time because we just simply love doing this. As long as you just don't give up on the halfway and be like, you know what. I'm done. I'm tired. If you just give up halfway through, then you really don't deserve anything that you've gotten up into that. Yeah, point. like I like hitting up people to post my music. I like telling people that shit is out. I tell people shit is out every day. Every day. I like hitting people up. It's fun. I ain't gonna lie. It is. The hell it is. Man, and, and even that's in this uh, form of networking, because now you're yeah. figuring out people's uh, number. Okay, what's your rate to do this? Yeah. What's, your, what's your number to do this? Okay, yeah. you. Now I can hire out and go do some and, and have people do some other things for me. Right. Because I'm able to pay for it now. Yeah, exactly. It all comes back full circle. I'm just having well one, I was about to I was about to interject and say I'm that, sorry, that cookie. Go ahead. That, I was about to say that, that cookie really touched my soul. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on another plexus right now. I'm but sorry. okay. I'm sorry. So um to add on to what was being said, me personally, my favorite aspect of all of this is just looking at the grind of it because i see like watching him from my view it's like okay we've been working with him forever mm-hmm. like we've been we've been no, i've been knowing him since middle school he's been rapping since then and he knew i was on the same thing so we get older and then it's like we like we we never like left paths bro it's just like we just never interjected musically uh-huh. and like what in the last five years Last five, six years, we just started talking about it. We always talked about music together, but we never joined. And then we started doing it. We started seeing how, you know, both of us come on the tracks. People like when we do songs oh, together. Oh, yeah. People really do like our tracks. People really like when we do songs together. I hear it. They I hear really like when he produces it more. But they really like when we do songs together for some I reason. I mean, after I remember hearing the song from House Rules, listening on it, that was one of the ones that I, that stood out to me. And I can't, it's I'm not just, being biased. I'm not saying it because I know y'all personally. It just stood out to me above all the other ones. This shit is fun. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. And just to see his progression from young black, young raw. I had a thousand names. I remember you know? the young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember I that. Names well, as actually, and it's kind of funny. Thank God like, for a big brother. <laughs> it's funny because you could always see that it was gonna be something. It was always there, and to like turn, like turn to like 2016, mm-hmm. 2017. He does the uh, space age dreaming. I don't know. That's the. I got an idea for that. I feel like that was the turning point. I, you know, I'm, I'm your, yeah, I'm, but I got, I got a new, I, I was talking to Bill about the idea that I had, and I'm gonna run it by you one day. I got you. I'm gonna run it by you one Which day. Which, that reminds me, you never explained to me where you got the name Scarecrow from. Scarecrow was gonna be my name mm-hmm. before my brother gave me my name. Okay. That was, that was the, that was the one that I landed on myself, because... I don't know why, but I like I don't know why, but I like scary movies and shit. Like not yeah. not so much a scary movie, but like supernatural shit. Okay. There's a rapper. There was a rapper down in Memphis. Part of Three Six Mafia. His name was Lord Infamous. Rest in peace. He's one of the best rappers 
in Memphis ever. Still. Rest in peace to Lord Infamous too. But he used to call himself that. Like as a as like a nickname or something back in the day. And before I, I I didn't know, but when I when I picked up the name Scarecrow, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So when I started doing my research and everything, and really started looking back, I was like, okay, this is just another meaning. That yeah, can, it all comes together. It all comes full circle yeah. because I mo most of my music pays homage yeah. to old Southern music. Yeah, all of it. Yeah, it does. so Three Six Mafia would be probably the first stop. Yeah, as far as like touring yeah. around doing research on music mm -hmm. so it, it kind of just stuck G, my brother gave me the name g12 okay and he's locked up right now okay so that name is but it was a name that grew over time okay i just grew to like it is there any significant meaning behind it? Well, before the before they made the number twelve, some police ass shit. The, the number twelve used to be like for for like love, mm -hmm. and and you know, if you you know in in, in certain uh, environments, in certain in, in certain pockets of America okay. and other places around the world, you know, uh, it's it's just ter it's just terminology. Okay. To show love to somebody. I mean, I don't I don't know. You, they might you might run into somebody somewhere and they might be uh they might uh they might think the same way as you they might deal in the same things as you they might dabble in the same things as you y'all might have the same interests y'all might have the same common goal uh -huh. you might you might tell that person why you're shaking their hand you know twelve for love. I, I've never heard it's that a, before. It's a, it's I mean, I've very, heard it. I've I, seen it somewhere on the I'm internet. I'm trying to be as I'm trying to be as bland as possible, why? but without because it's a lot. It's a lot deeper there. It's, it's, mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very deeper. I, I but I'm not free. The so. literal name of the podcast is all anal, which means you can get as deep as you want. That's the. That's the point. You're supposed to. It, it's it's a you're term. You're supposed to break it down for me. I don't know what that means. It, it's a term that all gang members are familiar. Oh, okay. Well, that's why I don't know what it means. Yeah. Like, yeah. You and and you not, said and, and not a you can meet somebody and they want the same. It was long. It, it was a long winded. What? It, 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 you could have just said that. Because it's like. And that's, that's that's probably the best general way I could say it because you don't have to be a specific game to know that. I mean, and I didn't know, so I'm glad that I know now. So if I hear it, I'm not confused. It's just something, that, like, just something that niggas say to each other. Okay, because you know go. how niggas are. They don't want to just say, I love you because that's not normal or whatever the fuck. It, they got to come with a cold word. I don't want to say that either. It's starting to change. <sighs> niggas tell their homeboys they love each other. What's wrong niggas, with that? Niggas got to say that now, bro. Niggas, niggas stay their home, oh, boy. They love There's nothing wrong with that. I show my friends I love Ain't gonna lie. Hey, that's why I hate New York. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I hate New York. Why? They started that pause culture shit, man. That, that yeah, shit is terrible. Yeah. What's the, what's yeah. the purpose of all that? Yeah. I can't say normal phrases now. Yeah. 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 Oh, they started saying pause after everything. Yeah, yeah that's like where they came from. Yeah, that like I had a I, like say say something like I had a long walk. Pause, B. What? A long walk. Yeah, but like niggas say, niggas say just because you said long, that shit's gay. Like, oh. niggas, like niggas, like niggas is retarded like that. That shit. Hey man, shout out to Harlem though. I love, hey Harlem, I love y'all. Queens, I love y'all. I never been either, but I'm coming. I want the fire weed. I don't want, I don't, 
There's nothing wrong with that. You should be able you should be comfortable enough. This is your homie. If you if you want to say I love you to your homie, you should be able to do that. There's nothing wrong with love that. Love my niggas, man. There ain't nothing wrong with that. That's that whole toxic masculinity thing, but that's a conversation for another. Love man. my niggas, man. And my bitches. That's great. Uh you <laughs> <laughs> You said that you had some DIYs that you wanted to um yeah, 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 yeah. Because making the music is the is the first is the first stop in mm-hmm. just being the independent artist. The next stop in that is finding distribution. No, really, no, really. The the first real stop that everybody needs to start at, and we don't because we're trying to make it happen and we're trying to get high. But the first stop that everybody needs to go to first is a publishing office, a BMI, a ASCAP, a CSEC. Yeah some some form of publishing service and get your name immediately yep on some documents that'll save you so much time in the future and you won't miss out on your money yeah and it's so simple absolutely Absolutely. it is so simple and i think people don't even think about that they're just putting music out like yeah without any kind of like Keeping in mind that somebody can see that and take it from you. Because you didn't register it somewhere. I mean, there are ways to get around that. Just like copyright yourself. Um, When I was in music business class, I was told that you can technically email your work to yourself. And that'll be be like a document proof that you have it, you own it, and it's even dated and timed. Like, so that's a way to kind of beat the system without being officially published. But you know that you own this. You're the creator of this, so can't no one take it without your permission. Type. If you go to that's court, that's basically yeah. what. Yeah, if you yeah, go if you, to court, if you go to court, that'll work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's court, what that's work. for. It's just to say face, like, yeah, I was the first one to come up with this idea, and then they came up with it afterwards, or they got it from me, they stole it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. that helps. But please, um, being officially man. copyrighted, that like you definitely need to do that. Please, but please, 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 please go get your shit, get your publishing. That is the first, because even if you're an independent artist that wants to go get signed to a major label somewhere, that is the first thing that they're going to take from. Yep. That is the first, uh, signing to a label is like a pie. That is the first slice of pie that they're going to cut into. He's not playing. It's dead serious. That's the first slice of pie. I just never would have thought of. Because that's the money that's going to generate. Years and years and years and years down the line. You can get retired. Yeah. Still getting royalties. Yeah. So say, so say you get a song in a movie somewhere. Yep. And it's a big movie. Yep. You're gonna see money from that for years and years and years. And I think that's probably the best way that an artist can make money because streaming. Yeah, you you can get a good amount of money from that, but you have to have a lot of streams to get a lot the money that you want to see. Well, that's what millions of streams. That's that's where the get hot attitude comes in. Yep. And and that's and and like I don't have a problem with everybody trying to go viral. It's just I want them to go through that crucial step first of getting their publishing first. Because if you go go viral, viral, then just like as quick as you came in, as quick as you're going out. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't got your publishing together and you go viral, now it's just a whole bunch of money going nowhere. And there, and now there's a company somewhere just holding on to money that you ain't claimed yet. Right. So please go get your publishing. There's nothing wrong with having to go viral attitude. Just make sure your shit is registered. Go to a BMI, a CSEC, a, 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 a ASCAP, and 
register with them and then go get you a song trust. Conveniently, Nashville being Music City, we have a lot of these major publishing yeah, but corporations people, right off of Music Row. Like, yeah, but you can just un- walk in there. But it's super unfortunate because I don't think rappers... No, they, they primarily cater to the country and pop scene, yeah. which is hypocritical as hell, because that, that just further insinuates that Nashville is only known for country music, and I hate that. That's not true. That's a humongous stereotype that I wish would go away. You see it on Music Row, that whole strip is filled with nothing but country music songwriter names and yeah. billboards and like like signs for the writers that won a Grammy or like got a number one hit just going down the whole street. Yeah. And you know that every spot on the street is for these writers, these producers. That's a studio. And it's all set for the country name. And that's my and that comes and <laughs> now nah, but that's real shit and that comes down to my, my first way. amendment. My like this is my first like amendment. Even the old like the old Columbia studio isn't even open. It's so fucking <laughs> It really ain't it's, though. It's a little frustrating to think about. It really ain't though. Really but the first, my first amendment after saying go get your publishing is it is up to you to go get the information. Yep. And that's to whatever aspect of the business that you're trying to be in, it's up to you to go get the information. So go get your publishing, but it's up to you to go get your information. If you're independent, nobody's going to do that for you. You have no. to do it. You're independent. I don't really give a fuck about you. <laughs> Give a fuck about your song? So God you got a hot song? So I got a thousand of them on my on my hard drive, and they all registered. I can make money off of this for real. Yeah, you could. You absolutely could. And I'm following like how well your project has been doing since it's been released, and it's 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 just humbling, but it's also something you can really be proud to say. Like I'm accomplishing something. It's scary. It's, it's, it can be. It's scary, it's scary but you it, it, it's satisfying you know the shit is working. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. why your next step in doing that shit, in doing this shit, is to make sure that you are getting a proper mix and master on your shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Making good music is cool. Making shit in, in your basement is dope. And making shit at your at your crib is dope, but <laughs> there are a couple of things that people are going to check off. There that are like radio and mm-hmm. playlist and, mm-hmm. and and people that work in the music business are going to check off of their play off of their list when they're looking at your music yep. and the mix. That's yep. one of them. Yep. That's a very, very, very big thing. And I feel like that's another thing that kind of goes over people's heads. They don't think about stuff like that. Yeah. You don't think about how well the quality of this is going to sound after it's done. Mm-hmm. You just think about how good it sounds right now as it's being recorded. That's rough. You got to polish that out. And this is me being a bit of a hypocrite because I don't care about that too much. But I'm learning as I continue to do what I do that that does play a major role. That is very oh, important. And I have role. to work at it. So I've been trying to work to get my stuff to sound as good as I know it can sound. Cause we all are dealing with frequencies. Yes. That's the that's yes, the number one thing that you gotta understand. We're all dealing with frequencies. And that shit that is annoying as hell. Radio has to have a certain frequency to play your shit. Yes. 
properly. Properly. And if it don't match up, it's not gonna sound right. It's not gonna sound right. Like there's a there's an FPS system that they go by, and if the music doesn't hit to that level, when you put it out, when they try to boost it out, when they try to boost it themselves for it to go out, it won't sound good at all. You'll get nothing but distortion. So please pay attention to what you are doing and at all times. Please pay attention. And technology is in a way that you can make it more easier and yeah. more accessible. Yeah. It's just going to cost you a little something. But nothing is free besides time. But back to my First Amendment, it's all about what you want to know. Go, It's up to you to go get the information. So when you go spend this money on this stuff to go mix your shit, make sure you understand what you're doing. All the money that you invest in clothes, cars, jewelry, and shoes to look good, your shit sounds like shit. Yeah, so make sure it sounds. None of that matters. Yeah, I don't want. It shouldn't sound like a a, a radio antenna. No, absolutely not. Like when I listen to your music, connect with aliens or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to catch these vibes like that. No. I'm not trying to catch that. What's Is there next? any other advice that you would What's give? next? What's next after that? After that, the mix. After the mix and master. Mix and master, you need a distributor. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Which is for now, which is, I'm proud to say, is so much easier because that is another thing that alleviates people from going to a major label. Because distribution, which is basically, back in the day, it was pressing CDs. Mm -hmm. I like that no more like that for real. Nope. A lot of this is digital now. A lot of stuff is digital now. And there are companies out here who take only a small fee. Who only take a small fee or even sometimes a one-time fee mm -hmm. for you to be able to distribute your music in the right places where people are going. And not to mention, there are a couple of companies out here who print up CDs yeah. and, and, and print up vinyl mm -hmm. for a, a fixed rate mm -hmm. because, you know, that, that form of media is dead now. Yeah. But there are still people who... There are a lot of spots here that do that in Nashville. Yeah, there are still people who still buy vinyl. They still buy CDs oh, from here and there. Oh, people are definitely going to be buying... So there are companies now, digital companies too, that will print your shit up at a because rate. people mm -hmm. appreciate the having physical copies of things yeah and then you get something turned into a vinyl it, it feels classic like you shouldn't even touch it like it's something you can frame up and put in your house that's why people collect vinyls and you have vinyls of new age music like just came out and as an artist being able to sell all three of those oh, you know, a vinyl a vinyl a cd and digital that's a lot of money you get back. Hell yeah. Yes. Because the price of a CD is fucking damn near like a hundred times more than what it is. Well, not even not even a hundred. Like depending on it's, what it it's is, way more than one, like than one than getting one one, one play of an album. Like, yeah, like that. That's tremendous. And that's how people. That's how artists back then made all of them. Because people were buying CDs. Yeah. Records. Fans, please start buying albums again. Like, oh, please. the dedicated ones do. Please, the dedicated please, please ones start do. Get albums and please go buy a record player, and we can sell you vinyl. Yeah, like that would be vinyl. dope. Vinyls, and I don't want to stray too off topic, but vinyls are really like the greatest way to showcase just how amazing music can be. Just the thought and idea of having something you put a little needle on it and spin it around, you can hear something come out of it. Yeah, people don't appreciate that. No that more. was different. 
That was they very were beautiful. They even were beautiful. with a C, even with a CD, that was different. Yeah, that was very CDs different. is a digital version of a vinyl record, but now we just skipped the record part, and now it's all just digital. You can't really appreciate that when it's on demand, and you can just get it at the snap of your fingers type thing. Versus like really trying to pinpoint and find it exactly on a vinyl record is like I can't even describe it. I can't even make it make sense. But like, you know why vinyl is a is a big deal right now too. And this kind of cuts into my second amendment. Mm-hmm. Art. Yeah, absolutely. It's an art piece. Now. Absolutely. It's a nice little commemorative. This is like, I, I love this album so much that I just wanted to go back and have the vinyl. Because the vinyl is so big. Yeah. And it's, and it's nice to have on display. Yeah. Now, so that kind of cuts into my second amendment. You have the distribution now to get your shit to where it needs to be. Make sure that you got like some nice quality artwork album oh, yeah album artwork because a lot of times there's a lot of music coming out where the artwork was made on your cell phone <laughs> and we know it was made on the cell phone and, but i also feel like having good artwork kind of shows your individuality as an artist you're easier to recognize by maybe a that's, symbol that you portray that's your calling or, card yeah that's really your calling card because there's a lot of people who pick up music based on the look of the album yep and that's your that's your chance to like tell what's going on in the album before they play it right you get a little sneak peek of it yeah and they might want to get interested into and it. i think that also plays into the idea of like having visuals so just like a snapshot of something that means a lot to you, some form of art, whether it be like a statue or a painting or a picture, that showcases who you are as an individual. Yeah. People get to see you from that picture. Mm-hmm. So if you took uh, the artwork for House Rules, for example, it's pretty, I don't want to say standard because that sounds like an insult, but it's it's basically, it fits the name of the project. That's the Yeah, that's basically the point of it. It was just to fit the narrative of the album. The name when of the album. It, they're like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. You yeah. know? And people like to be really complex with their album. You don't have to be super complex. You no, this album didn't have a name beforehand. It didn't? No. <laughs> so how did you come up with the name? The, well, we recorded this in the House of Juice. Okay. House of Juice produced the entire thing. And it's just called House Rules. Yeah. Alright, that works. It was a great idea. It just hit me one morning. While I was talking to to Smooth. That's how some of the best things happen. <laughs> you just oh, wake like up in the morning rules. and be like, you know what? I think this will right here will work. House rules, I'll tell you, this will work. So we got the publishing, copywriting, yes, um, distribution, uh, artwork. artwork. I guess video would fall in the same I mean, realm video as artwork. And touring, that's kind of like. Once you have all of those three things solidified. I, I, will, I, I guess I, get, I would have to put videos in the same boat as artwork because it still has to be quality. Mm-hmm. Got to be a quality visual too. Yeah. You got to really, this is where you're getting your real artsy bag at. Like this is where you get a chance to be creative again in the mm-hmm. process of making music because it is a lot of business. Yeah. But this is your chance to be creative again. You get to go hire out and go tell somebody, listen, I need my shit to look like this. Yeah. Or I need to do this for a video. Yeah. You get to do, you get to do things. You, you really do become an artist. Yeah. Yeah. You really, yeah. art, not just like some people can listen to, but some people can see and feel. Yeah. Um, 
And I would put touring at the bottom of that because once you touring have all of that yeah. established, the touring is really for you as the artist to go out and meet your fans. The, the touring is the, probably the last thing on it. The touring comes right after marketing and promotion. But the thing about it is you do have to put in a lot behind touring. A lot. But like you said, you do have to uh, market and promote this first. Yeah. Marketing. I think that's the most important. That is the most important aspect and anything when it comes to like putting out music it's the marketing and promotion part mm-hmm. of it. Flyers, CDs, tastemakers talking about it, you putting the music in her yeah. That's where the emails and phone calls come in at. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you that's where you start and that's probably where the bulk of your money is gonna get spent at. Yeah. You gotta that, put them PR skills to the test. Yeah, you uh, and, and no, and then you're independent, so everything's coming out of your pocket. There's nobody representing you. Then there's not somebody calling you like, "Yo, uh, such and such wants to put you here." Right. No, you got to go set that up. Right. Like I go set. I've been setting up my interviews. I go set up my uh, my video shoots. I do. You know, all that stuff is important. You got to make sure everybody's talking about it. And that's where that real work comes in. And you make the decision in that moment whether you want to continue and put in the extra work that yeah. needs to be put in or you just want to stop yeah. where you're at and that's the make hope a, that something is going to come up for you. That's the true make or break moment for for artists. Do you want to get up and email and, and, and DM and, and text and phone call people all day every day to put your place to put your shit in like visible places that is the number one thing because you got dope music we've had dope music for the past four or five years mm-hmm. the only reason why things are working out now is because other people are talking about it yeah other credible people are talking about it yeah. that people go to to go get their music and the news for music from now they're able to go now they see my face or they see the the album artwork on it now. right they see my stuff there now. It's not just me talking about it anymore. Yeah. And that and I think that does help to have some kind of a team behind you helping you perfect your craft and promote your art. Uh, and I can imagine how difficult that must be without one. You can get creative. That's another part of getting creative, too. You can get creative with that, too. Just Because, uh, again, back to artwork, uh, what's the fly you're going to look like? What your yeah. poster's going to look like? Your, your, prom- your promotional gear. Merch is a new thing now that's, that's getting, oh, yeah. you know, people a lot of money right now. A lot people of artists. People like merch, though. People like wearing sweatshirts and t-shirts. Yeah, because they want to be the first person. They want to be the first person to be like, yo, I was here first. Yeah. And that's their little trinket to be like, yeah, like, y'all don't remember this. And I think another thing that kind of, I want to say I'm going to blame the internet for is like social media presence. Because you have such a strong social media presence. Do I? I think so. I mean, you you use social media to your ultimate advantage. Yeah. So yeah. people can't help but see you every time they open up more, their Facebook or Instagram or whatever the case more, may be. More people are liking stuff than before. Yeah. But I also blame social media for the hype of, again, you just posted on Facebook and you're a viral sensation. That's not how it always works because once you get your art out there and people see it, now... It's a means to demand more of that. And if you're not willing to put it out as quickly as you were willing to in the beginning, then you're going to lose that famous before you even get it built up properly. And that's the emotions of being an independent artist so much going versus on, being a major artist. I'm going to bring